Taking the notes from the Electronic Cottage, I'm Jim Campbell. Here at the Electronic Cottage, inspired by events in the educational world, we've decided to launch a No Listener Left Behind initiative, NLLB, so that everyone will have the opportunity to be well-versed in matters digital. That means that every once in a while, we'll go back to the basics, and today is one of those days. Let's review bits and bytes, terms that you hear all the time in the world of computers, the internet, cable TV, and on and on. So, what is a bit anyway? Simply put, the term itself is a contraction of two words, binary and digit. B from binary, IT from digit. A bit is the smallest piece of information that a computer can recognize and use. A bit is represented by either the number 0 or the number 1. Those are all the choices there are. A bit is an indication of whether an electrical current is momentarily flowing or is not flowing through a circuit. In other words, whether the circuit is on or off. If you want to see this in action in your own home, just walk over to a light switch and put a number 1 above the up position and a zero below the down position. When you flip the switch up to the one position, the light goes on, which means that current is flowing. When you switch it down to the zero position, the light goes off because current is not flowing. Now you know exactly how a computer works. Everything that a computer can do is based at bottom on the simple idea of the bit that you just demonstrated with your light switch. The computer, of course, is moving those bits around pretty fast, but underneath it all is the binary digit bit that represents a state of either being on or being off. As you might imagine, you need to combine a lot of bits in a series to tell the computer anything useful. To see what I mean, head over back to your light switch for a moment. Suppose you wanted to send a message to your neighbor some night when the wind was howling and the telephone was out, but miraculously, your electricity still worked. You could send a message by flipping your light switch on and off in a pattern that both you and your neighbor understood. You can experiment with this yourself to figure out just how many different combinations you would need to send messages. But I'll tell you that you'll probably find that you'll need to use a combination of seven bits in a row to cover each letter in our alphabet, the digits from zero to nine, and a few punctuation marks. Let's say that you and your neighbor agreed that each bit lasted for one second. If you agreed that a letter A consisted of, for example, one bit on and six bits off, you'd switch your light on for one second and leave it off for the next six seconds. Then maybe you'd agreed that you'll wait for two seconds before you begin the next letter. It's very simple and it would work fine, although you wouldn't want to transmit War and Peace or the telephone book that way. These days, we want to also include accent marks, copyright symbols, and other such stuff in our messages. Including these extra characters requires us to use 8 bits rather than just 7. In other words, you would need to send a series of 8 on-off signals in a row to represent, for example, a letter in the alphabet and to distinguish it from all of the other letters and numbers and special characters in the language. If you were Japanese or Chinese, you'd need more than 8 bits to cover the key elements in your language. But in languages that use the Roman alphabet, like English, you can get away with 8 bits. These packages of 8 bits are so common in computer use that they have their own name. They're called bytes. B-Y-T-E. 
A byte is a very common unit of measurement in the computer world. You see it all the time. For example, the amount of RAM, random access memory, in your personal computer is expressed in measure of bytes. For many years, the unit of measure for computer memory was kilobytes, or thousands of bytes. Today, all new computers have at least megabytes, or millions of bytes, and many have gigabytes, or billions of bytes, of random access memory. You'll also hear that a computer chip is 32 or 64-bit. That designation refers to how wide a data path the CPU can handle at one time. In other words, a 32-bit machine can process instructions 32 bits at a time. The path in a 64-bit machine is theoretically twice as wide as a 32-bit one, and hence will process information and instructions much more quickly. A very important consideration when you're processing data-intensive materials, like video information, for example. You'll see references to bits and bytes in everything from computer game consoles to modem speed to the capacity of DSL or cable internet connections and to cable television itself in its digital form. So, in addition to now understanding what bits and bytes are and some of the ways they're referenced in today's digital world, you'll also be able to impress your offspring. Next time your son or daughter says that the old Nindo 256 is no longer good enough, you can say, oh, is the data path getting too narrow? They'll be completely amazed and may possibly even mention you to their friends in a complimentary tone of voice. That's what we call no listener left behind. Thanks for tuning in. Hope this helps you to get a bite on bits. And we hope to see you again, definitely not left behind by digital technology, on another edition of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.